I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Truth, good ideas, and accurate information are objective. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively, with that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. My next live event called Work on Your Game Live will be taking place January 21st and 22nd, Miami, Florida. The two-day event will be covering leadership on day one, communication on day two. But let me tell you what's more important than even the material I'm going to give you on those two days, because you already listened to my show. You've read my books. You already know about me. You know, I'm 100 percent substance all the time. No fluff, no garbage. But what's even more important than what you're going to get from me at that work on your game live are the people that you're going to meet. I get people coming to me all the time asking, Dre, I need better quality prospects. I need to build a network. I need to make connections. I want to have better and higher quality relationships. How does that happen then? It does not happen through your phone. It doesn't happen through social media. It doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't go down in the DM. You need to meet people face to face, person to person, eye to eye, look people in their faces and shake hands where you are physically in the same space as them. That's where real relationships get built. And you ask anyone you know who is very successful or a person you know who makes a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, I guarantee you they have a whole lot of in-person, real-life relationships. Doesn't mean they don't use the phone or computer, but those relationships get built and the real money gets made when face-to-face interactions and handshakes occur. If you want to be one of those people and you're ready to step up to that next level, you need to go to where the relationships and the connections are at. And the next place they're going to be at is in Miami, January 21st, 22nd, and work on your game live. Go to workonyourgame.live to get all details, register your seat, and I'll see you in Miami. That's workonyourgame.live. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the branding and business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on their game third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching that is for high level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group but working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to occur. Where is it? And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, mindsets, principles, disciplines, strategies, 
wrote a whole bunch of books and you're listening to the daily masterclass that is called work on your game my name is dre baldwin also known as dre all day and welcome to the show and today's topic truth is objective whatever the truth happens to be it is objective now before i get into uh, explaining why this episode is going to be this on this topic let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text message that I want to send to you straight to your phone every single morning. As a matter of fact, if you text me soon enough, depending on when you're listening to this, you might get today's daily motivation. But if you miss it, you can get the next one. And every day after that, text me at this number, 305-384-6894. Once you send me a text and we confirm you, then you'll be getting that daily motivation every morning. And you can engage with me right there at that number because I do respond to text messages. I do send texts also outside of just the daily motivation. I send other texts about other things. If you want to know about it, all you have to do is just join me over there by sending the text again to the number 305-384-6894. It's also listed down below in the show notes if you forgot it already. So this topic again is truth is objective. In episode number 1800, I talked about how objectivity became the new controversy, how you just being objective on a subject, meaning not leaning in one direction or another, maybe being neutral on a topic, not having a strong opinion on a subject, people started getting mad at you and you became the controversial one simply because you were not expressing a strong opinion on a certain topic. That has happened. That's happened over the last couple of years. It's been a gradual change, but now it's starting to be become very obvious. This is why I did episode 1800. And episode number 1808, I explained to you how to be an objective person. So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, I would suggest you do. They will go hand in hand with what you're about to hear today, because today we're going to drill down into this thing of truth being objective. First of all, let's get a definition of what truth means. It is the state of being the case, being that which is the case rather than what is manifest or assumed. So truth is just it's self-evident. It's something that stands on its own. It doesn't really have to be explained. You can explain it if you want to but it doesn't have to be explained because it's self-evident. Something that's self-evident doesn't need to be, you don't need to give evidence to support it because it's evident on its own. That's the very definition of what being truth means. So let's talk about why truth is objective and how you need to get better and make sure that you're good at, if you're already better at it, make sure that you remain good at discerning what is truth in a situation. It doesn't mean you can't have an opinion. It doesn't mean you can't be partial to one side or another of a situation. However, as long as you know what the truth is, at least you know what you're doing when you're doing that. Now, a lot of times people don't know what they're doing and they are just they become almost immune to truth because they're so caught up in their opinion or their belief or the side that they feel like they need to support. So let's talk about it. Point number one the topic. Again, truth is objective. Truth, good ideas, accurate information. You know something that all of them have in common? They have no religion, no race. No political affiliation and no angle. Those three things that I mentioned again, anything that is true, a good idea or any information that is accurate. All right, they don't have angles. They don't have a religious affiliation. They're not in any political party. They don't have a color or race. They don't have a nationality, a gender preference, none of that. Which means the following. A wise person, that's you, doesn't care where a good idea or accurate information has come from. They don't care where it comes from because it stands on its own merits. Meaning, if someone who's of a different religion from you, they're in a religion that's complete 
you feel the complete antithesis of your religion, but they say something is true, then you say, you know what? I might not agree with this person's religious choices, but what they just said is 100% true. I got to support it. I got to pass that off. I got to say, you know what? That is correct. I got to confirm that. If someone is of a race that you hate or a race that you think hates you, but they have a good idea, you should be able to say as a critical thinker, which I covered in episodes 1826 and 1827, you should be able to say, you know what? This person, no, their race is not feeling my race or I'm not feeling their race or I hate their race. However you feel about this person, that is a good idea. And we might be able to use that. doesn't matter where it came from. If someone is a member of a political party with which you are not a fan, you just hate their political party. You think anyone who agrees that political party must be wrong, must be Insert your favorite, no negative label of choice, whatever you think makes them bad. But that person has some accurate information. You, as a critical thinker, will be able to say, look, I don't agree with that person's politics, but what they just said is correct. That is true, period. Don't add anything, no snark, no backhanded compliments, just that's true. Truth, good ideas, and accurate information are objective. All right. They are impartial. Doesn't matter from where they came. Doesn't matter who said it. Doesn't matter who you supplied it. Doesn't matter where you got it from. If it's true, if it's a good idea or it's accurate information, a critical thinker can accept that. And it doesn't matter the source. So the question right now is, are you a critical thinker? Does a critical thinker accepts good material no matter where they got it from. Whereas non-critical thinkers, anytime they get anything, anything that could be true, anything that might be a good idea or anything that is probably accurate information. The first thing they think about is not one of those things, the objective thing. The first thing they think about is, well, who said it? So then I could decide how I'm going to respond to it. And if you look around enough in life right now, you find plenty of people who are doing this. Some of them are doing it on purpose. They know exactly what they're doing. And some, actually many of them don't know what they're doing. They are just, they are just a devoid of critical thinking skills. So they're just throwing every, they're making everything subjective. And I told you that subjective opinions started to matter a lot more than actual facts these days. That was covered in episode number 1407. Subjective opinions matter more than facts now, simply because the subjective opinion has become the thing that's driven discourse. And as we talked about a couple of days ago, I told you the biggest fallacies that are being put out there or got exposed through being put out there due to the COVID situation that's happened over the last couple of years. A wise person does not care from where a good idea or accurate information comes because it stands on its own merits. Something that stands on its own merits, a wise person can look at and say, boom, that's perfect. Let's go. Let's roll with that. A foolish person, however, they weigh ideas and information based on the source of the idea or information more than the merit of the actual material. You see this also when people are disagreeing, that someone makes a point that another person, person A makes a point, person B disagrees with the point. But instead of actually disagreeing with the point or bringing up something to combat the point, what person B does instead is they start attacking the character of person A or the personality of person A, or they bring up something from the history of person A to try to discredit that person instead of just addressing the actual point that they made. This is what foolish people do. Foolish people weigh ideas and information based on the source, and then they talk about the source rather than the actual idea or information. Whereas wise people weigh everything based on the value of the idea, the information, or the truth. It doesn't matter where it came from. If it happens to be good, no matter who supplied it, a good idea is still a good idea. All right. This is the very concept. What the foolish person does, basing everything on the source. This is where wokeness, rather, and identity politics fail. 
I told you in episode number 18, 19, why I am not woke. Where wokeness comes from is looking at the source of anything one comes across before they decide whether to accept it, to respect it, to give credit to it, or to trash it, to try to tear it down or detract from it. It's all based on the source. It's not based on if it actually can stand on its own merits. And this is why wokeness is a failing idea. Point number two, today's topic again is truth is objective. Number two, this is where athletes, anyone who's involved in sports, listen to this. This is where we all have an advantage over everybody else, because in the sports world, truth is baked into the game. All right. We don't have a choice but to be objective when we play sports. Everything and you can't base things on your opinion in sports. Everything is based on this thing with lights on it. It's called the scoreboard. In sports, the scoreboard tells no lies. The scoreboard does not have an agenda. The scoreboard is not a member of a political party, doesn't have a race, it is not affiliated with anything but the truth. And the truth is whatever it says on that scoreboard. If your teammate is kicking your ass in practice every day and then they are the starter in the game while you're coming off the bench, there's no controversy. If your team plays 10 games in a football season and you win two of those 10 and lose eight, and then another team wins eight and they lose two, and at the end of the year, they get a trophy and you don't, all right, there's no complaining. All right, you can't claim racism. You can't claim sexism. You can't claim they hate you because of the neighborhood you're from. You can't say that there's favoritism. No, we can look at the records. We look at the scoreboard of the win-loss record and it's clear who was the better team. That's the good thing about sports is that there's an objective scoreboard that everyone adheres to and everyone agrees about. And it tells no lies. It has no affiliation. It's completely impartial to your feelings, impartial to where you come from, impartial to your race, your political affiliation, your gender, your sexual orientation. It just tells you the truth of what the deal is. That's what it is. When your coach athlete calls you out for missing an assignment during the game, and maybe you're embarrassed because you got called out in front of everybody, but the thing that you messed up on is on video and everybody can see that you messed up and it's clear. Right, there's no back and forth about it. Right, you can't say the coach is hating on you. You can't say the coach is playing favorites. You can't say that they got it wrong. It's right there, clear. The eye in the sky, don't lie. That's what we say in sports. The eye in the sky is always telling the truth. The eye in the sky being the camera, by the way. We learn to respect truth as athletes, no matter where it comes from, because it's just part of the game. And I took that mentality to what I do now. If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you probably know that. You know, it's a funny thing that happened recently, maybe about a week ago. I was looking through uh, some comments I got on videos on YouTube. Now, being I got like 8,000 videos, I get sometimes I get comments on videos that came out like years ago. So I had put this video out a couple of years ago where I was talking about the NBA's G League tryouts. Now, the G League is the minor league of the NBA. And probably about 10 so or so years ago, they started doing these open tryouts, which is basically an opportunity for any Joe Schmo off the street to, quote unquote, try out for the NBA. Now, you're not trying out for the Knicks or the Lakers, but you would try out for the G League team, the minor league team. They would have these tryouts in you know, local cities or wherever. And you could pay maybe 150 bucks to come to this tryout. And I went to a couple of these tryouts in my playing days. And what I realized through my experience there is that these tryouts are really nothing but a cash grab for the G League. They charge $150 for these tryouts. And when you go to these things, there will be 100 to 200 players at these tryouts. So these teams are taking home a good you know, couple tens of thousands of dollars from these tryouts. And after all that, having that tryout, which is allegedly a basketball player's chance to make the NBA, those teams are not seriously considering picking up anybody from one of those open tryouts. 
even when you hear a story, oh, this player came to open tryouts and that's how they made a team. Well, the, the team had some idea who that person was before they showed up. It's just that there are certain rules in place that a team can pick up or they need to pick up or they can only have one person from an open tryout. And there's a lot, it's some details that go into it that I explained in this video I put on YouTube a couple of years ago. The video is about 20 minutes. And the topic of the video is, is the G League tryout a real opportunity or not? And when I put that video out, several players who have gone to G League tryouts, like I did, saw the video and commented and commended me and said, you know what? I went through the exact same thing. Everything you're saying here is true. I appreciate you putting it out there and sharing it. And other players who maybe didn't see my video until after they went through the G League tryout experience, they saw it and said, damn, Dre, I wish I had seen this video before I put down my $150 because it was just how you said it wasn't a real opportunity. I didn't get the shot that I wanted. And for the most part, the point is a lot of players would thank me for putting that video out because I'm putting them onto the game, giving them the game of uh, if you're going to invest your money in a tryout, you probably should go to something else because this is not really the opportunity that you think it is or that is being packaged and sold as. And anybody in the NBA or G League who's listening to this, if I'm lying, let me know. You can reach out to me and tell me. But anyway, what happened last week, I got this comment on this video where this player was not happy about what I said in the video. He actually seemed kind of upset. And he said, well, instead of telling people that this is not really opportunity, what you could say is that, yeah, it's an opportunity, but you know, maybe it's just not a perfect opportunity or maybe the chances are kind of low. And well, you're wrong. You're kind of discouraging people. You're not giving people encouragement for why they can make it and tried to offer some type of insult. I don't remember exactly what the person said, but the point was of everything that I'm saying here, the reason I'm bringing this up is that this person who I would expect to be happy and thankful that I was giving them the game was actually upset that I told them what I told them. So I suspect, I don't know who this person is or was, but I suspect that they, maybe they already invested some money in a G League tryout and got burned. And now they're upset because they realized that they got burned and now somebody is giving them the game and they're like, damn, well, I, they were, maybe they're holding out hope or maybe they're thinking about going to a G League tryout this year and they think that's their only chance. So that's the only thing they're willing to invest in. Because the G League trial is actually cheaper than any other kind of exposure event you could go to. It's the cheapest one on the market. And there's a reason why it's the cheapest one on the market. Usually when things are cheap, there's a reason. All right. That's the reason why. And when things cost more, there's a reason. And I think maybe this player just is experiencing that confirmation bias or the sunk cost fallacy that since they're already invested in this, then now they have to defend it. But the whole point is, if you're giving people objective truth, especially in sports, Usually we can see it, especially us athletes. We're used to seeing this and we're used to hearing it. And athletes who are successful in their sports, we get used to taking objective reality. We get used to taking objective feedback, no matter where it comes from, because for the most part, the eye in the sky, as I said, it tells the truth of what a situation is. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is truth is objective. Number three, truth accepts challenges. And this is the point that I'm making here. So this person who left this comment on my YouTube video about the G League tryout live. They offered some legit challenges to what I was saying, which they didn't. But if they had, I'd be willing to engage with this person and see what they say. I tell you all all the time here, I'm, I give out my text number because if I say something here on this show that you have a logical, sensible response to, to challenge anything that I said, go ahead and offer it to me. Tell me what it is. I want to hear it because the things that I'm saying are based in as objective as a human can be objective observation of things. I'm not going to say everything I say is quote unquote true because, hey, maybe you see things differently. So truth can be flexible. It can be kind of subjective based on certain people, the way they're looking at things. But I try to look at things as objectively as possible. And even if 
I'm offering you an opinion. I tell you it's an opinion. I explain to you where I got from where I got my opinion. I'll tell you where I'm drawing it from. So if you have a challenge with something that I'm offering, again, tell me what it is because I accept challenges. Truth accepts challenges. Here's a simple litmus test for the next time and any time someone claims to have truth on their side. Next time somebody tells you that what they're saying is the truth, I want you to observe how willing that person is to have that truth challenged. Because if what you're sharing is the truth, then anybody can challenge it. Anybody can come up against it. Anybody can you know, put your feet to the fire and you're good. You'll handle it. You'll be fine. If what you're saying is actually true. If someone truly believes that they have truth on their side, they will accept a challenge to that truth. If it's actually true, that truth will still be standing after it's been challenged because it's true. See, a key point is truth is all pieces of a situation. It's not just hand-picked pieces that fit a narrative. For example, when I did the series on anti-racism, was episodes number 1788 through 1791, one of the biggest challenges of uh, Mr. Kendi's whole philosophy here, which he made into a book, is that he doesn't allow his philosophy to be challenged. There are plenty of people who have offered to challenge him publicly and debate him on the points in his books and the points that his philosophies are built around, but he doesn't respond to any of them. He won't go and do it. He won't appear on any media in which he knows he's going to be challenged, which tells me that he probably understands that the things that he is writing and the things that he's basing his career upon are not based in truth. So he only stays in the environments in which he is being accepted. He won't go anywhere where he might be challenged because if he gets challenged, then it might expose the bullshit that his philosophies are built upon. I talked about this again, episode 1788 through 1791. When what you are saying is based in truth, you will accept the challenge. Go ahead. Give me a logical challenge to something that I said. Logically challenge any point that I made and I'll exchange with you. If you believe it's based in truth, you're willing to do that. See, truth is like math. Uh, you come to the same conclusion no matter what. As long as you're using the, as long as you understand what all symbols mean and all the equations, how they work, all right, it's like math. You're going to come to the same conclusion no matter how you approach it. There's a TV show called The Office that maybe many of you have seen. It's a very popular show. And the head manager of The Office, The Office was a show based on these people working in an actual office and they sold paper in bulk. They were like paper salespeople. So the main manager, the head manager of the office is a guy named Michael Scott. And at one point, Michael has a falling out with the main head company that he works for. It's called Dunder Mifflin. So Michael quits the company and he starts his own paper company. So he starts the Michael Scott paper company to compete against Dunder Mifflin. They're going to put Dunder Mifflin out of business because he's upset with his former employer. And he has a couple of employees who decide to come with him to come work at the Michael Scott paper company. So Michael Scott's strategy for beating out his former company is that he's just going to undercut them on price. So he's just going to offer lower prices than his parent company did. And he's just beating them on price. So he's beating them on price, beating them on price. The problem is he's not making uh, he's not making any profits because he's prices are too low. So at one point, Michael is sitting in his accountant's office and he asked the accountant, well, how are we doing with business? And the accountant says, well, uh, you're running out of money. Your company is about to go broke. And Michael Scott says, well, that's impossible. You know, it's impossible for us to be going broke. And the accountant says, well, no, it's not impossible because your prices are so low that even though you have all these customers, because that's what Michael said, we got all these customers, how can we be going broke? He said, yeah, even though you have customers, every time you make a sale, you're actually losing money because your prices are too low. So you're actually about to go broke. You're not far from being insolvent. 
And Michael Scott, and this show was like a comedy. So Michael Scott says, well, that's not possible. Why don't you crunch the numbers again? He's, he's talking to his accountant. And his accountant says, well, the numbers that I'm looking, I'm looking at the numbers right here. No, this is a spreadsheet. The spreadsheet updates automatically when we put the numbers in. And Michael just interrupts him and says, crunch the numbers again. Crunch them again. And the accountant, well, he pauses for a second. Then he looks at his computer. He hits the space bar and he says, crunch. <laughs> and he says, yeah, I crunched the numbers again. You're still going broke. And the point is, when you have objective truth on your side, uh, there is no different angles from which to look at something. All right. Objective truth is just objective truth. And it stands on its own no matter what angle from which you approach it. All this said, let's recap today's class, which is truth is objective. See episodes 1800 and 1808, where I talked about objectivity. We're drawing down into this definition of truth, the state of being the case or being that which is the case rather than what is manifest or assumed. Number one, truth, good ideas and accurate information does not have a religion, race, political affiliation, angle or gender, gender preference. This means a wise person doesn't care where a good idea or accurate information comes from. Only foolish people judge accurate information or good ideas based on who said it rather than the actual substance. Point number two, this is where athletes theoretically have an advantage over others because in sports, truth is baked into the game. Scoreboard is the truth. It is the main truth teller. The camera is the truth teller. Video does not lie. And as athletes, we all have a scoreboard and there's always video that we can look at so we can see the objective truth of what's going on. Athletes who fail to make it or fail to last mentally, their mental toughness fails them in playing sports, often is because the objective truth of that scoreboard or that camera is telling them something that they just don't want to accept. Point number three, truth accepts challenges. When you have truth on your side, you accept the challenge. You will be challenged. You don't mind if someone has a question about something that you're sharing because you know it's backed up by truth and that the cream is going to rise and end. This is the way it works when you have truth. And truth is all pieces of a situation, not just handpicked pieces that work to fit your narrative is like math. You're going to come to the same conclusion no matter how many times you crunch the numbers, like the accountant told Michael Scott, the Michael Scott paper company, all right, your company's going broke. We can crunch the numbers, but the numbers still look exactly the same. Uh, you're not making enough money. Send me a text. You want to get my daily motivation text. I send it out every day straight from my line. My number is 305-384-6894. Just text me there. You want to get the daily motivation. If you're a person who's looking for someone who can help hold you accountable, give you some objective truth about what you're doing, where you're going, and make sure that you have a plan and you are actually executing as a strategy in place and you're executing on it and staying up to date on it consistently. And I might be your guy. You might be a good candidate for my third day mastermind. Only place to offer direct one-on-one coaching. The link to set up a call with me is down below in the description is workonyourgameuniversity.com or you can just send me a text. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.